another Sunbelt Bowl loss. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, we are traveling. We're making our way uh, to South Florida. We made a pit stop in Tallahassee, where it's a little bit chilly (laughs) this morning. Uh, We'll talk about the Marshall lost an ugly football game and I was thinking you know the way the Sun Belt has lost the games now it's actually what are they one and four in bowl games they've lost like each and every way right I mean yeah it's really incredible uh and then we'll do a signing day preview uh, as well where it's where the teams start today and we'll see where they end up uh later on in uh the week but let's talk about this Frisco Bowl and really uh, with all due respect to Scooter's Coffee and the Frisco Bowl, it could have been the Legacy Bowl, right? We had Cole Pennington, son of Chad Pennington, quarterbacking for Marshall. He has played this year. And then you have Owen McCowan, who is quarterbacking for uh, UTSA, and he is the son of one Josh McCowan, former uh, Saints quarterback. Okay, a uh, couple things about this. We didn't find out, I guess. And I do want to apologize for not previewing this football game. I don't know how I missed it. That was not intentional. I I absolutely take the responsibility for it, uh, but my fault. Uh, however, would have changed the preview because I don't think we found out Frank Harris. We didn't find out Frank Harris was playing for UTSA until right before the game. Uh, I'm sure that UTSA knew Frank Harris has, has an injury. So he didn't opt out or anything like that, but he opted out due to injury. Okay. So again... A Sunbelt team playing a team with a backup quarterback. I know Cole is the backup quarterback, but he's certainly seen a bunch of action earlier this year. All right, so Marshall gets off to really a whale of a start, right? I mean, it was it was 14-0, Rashina Ali, 64-yard touchdown run to begin the second quarter, and the defense has shown up, and it's a 14-0 ball game, and they just stopped. I don't know if Owen McCown got more comfortable. But they just stopped playing. I was watching the frustrating Pelicans loss to the Grizzlies. And as soon as that game was over, I flipped it over to the Frisco Bowl. And this has got to be one of the more confounding plays. You really, this is, you know, you don't really see the all 22, right? Where you can see the whole field. But McCown dumps the pass off to Joshua Cephas, right? Short side. Actually, two guys go in motion. One guy goes in motion, and he goes out into the route, and then Joshua Cephas comes across the line, and he goes out in the route. When I tell you he caught the ball at the line of scrimmage, right? The ball maybe traveled three yards, but he caught it at the line of scrimmage. And then he went down the sideline untouched. How does that happen? From 44 yards out. I don't understand how that happens. This is not, you know, a, a, you know, a, you know, crossing route where you beat one guy and may, you know, or the defensive back falls down, and you beat the safety. There was no defense. He was not touched. 
I, I, I don't understand how that happens. I get it if it's a, you know, five-yard play like that and he goes untouched, maybe even 10. But he almost went half the field. Where was the rest of the defense? Where was the safeties? And I didn't understand. And it kind of went downhill uh, from there. Marshall then uh, kicks a field goal. They had it first and 10 on the UTSA 25-yard line, and they're doing wildcat with Rasheen Ali. Well, are you really faking anybody out if he's just going to run the ball? Is there a reason we just don't, you know, give the illusion with the quarterback? In fact, they ran the wildcat twice. Do you think you're faking anybody out these days? So they gained exactly zero yards and end up kicking a, it ended up being a Reese a Verhoff 44 yard field goal. And that was the last lead of the Marshall uh, for the Marshall thundering herd. Um, McCown leads them down at the end of the half uh, for a touchdown. And it's a 21 17 lead. Second half got off to a really wacky start. Um, Marshall had a shot. This has got to be some concerning stuff, all right? They get down to, again, it's the UTSA 33. And they get it to where it's fourth and two with the UTSA 25, all right? Now you're going to try and pull them off sides. I don't even if you mind going for it. If you want to line up and go for it, go for it. But they, they try to fake a field goal and then try to draw them off sides and then they get a penalty. So now you're kicking a, instead of a 42 yard field goal, uh, you're kicking a 47 yard field goal or 48 yard field goal, which of course he makes, but they're illegal motion. Then they try another field goal and he missed the 53 yard field goal because of course. So instead of kicking the 42 or 43 yard field goal, originally you end up kicking a 53 yard field goal and you missed. That's some questionable, I don't know what coaches are thinking in that moment in time. Either go for it or don't go for it. Uh, now, it should be noted that apparently Rasheen Ali, who we absolutely love and adore, decided not to play in the second half. I guess Coach Huff said we had him on a pitch count. So here's the thing about the bowl games. Either play or don't play. And we're seeing plenty of players uh, pull out, right? Austin Reed said no thanks. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels said no thanks. Rasheen Ali plays half. And he had, he had nine carries, 64 yards, really, or nine carries, like 98 yards. Um, but only one of those was a big run. He wasn't having a huge day. He had one huge play. But you're only going to play half the game? Really? Either play the game or don't play the game. I, like, I survived the first half. You're worried about the second half? Either play or don't play the game. That would be my, my thing. If you pull out and you're not playing because of injury or – you, you, you know, protecting your potential career. I don't have a problem with that. But then you're, you're really letting the team down when you decide not to play in the second half, whether the team knew about it or not. That really, we're going to have one game plan for the first half and one game plan for the second half. I, I don't, I'm not into that. So, you know, and then there was a couple of, um, a, a couple of turnovers for UTSA and Marshall just could not get anything going. And then uh, McCollum leads him down to a 10-play, 63-yard touchdown uh, drive, and it's a 28-17 lead. And that was basically all she wrote. There was another missed field goal. And then I, I guess Cole Pennington got hurt, and they bring in uh, Paracek, and he throws an interception. 
And, you know, all she wrote, you know, could have called timeout and get Pennington back in there. I mean, that's a tough spot for the kid. Right. That's a tough spot. You know, you putting a kid in there at fourth and 14. I don't know what you're going to do with that. Uh, but the Sun Belt, not looking really good here, right? This is really ugly for the Sun Belt. You know, the Cajuns lost, Georgia Southern lost, App State won, so that's one and two. Um, Old Dominion lost, that's one and three. And now Marshall lost, that's one and four. And we'll talk about each one of those games because now they've kind of lost each and every way. <laughs> they, they really have, right? Georgia Southern no-show. Cajuns actually played uh, probably the best game so far. App State, you know, withstands it, kind of dominates, but a bunch of turnovers in – uh, in the rain, and they hang on to win. Um, Old Dominion collapses, and I think Marshall was outclassed. So which way would you rather lose? Because some of these are heartbreaking losses. Some of them are, you kind of see coming, and uh, some of them are heartbreaking. And then we will do a signing day preview, kind of go over where the classes are heading into the day. Okay, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about how would you rather lose the ball? <laughs> How would you rather lose a bowl game? How do I come up with these topics? Now it is time to talk about FanDuel. There we go. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We really should get a bet going. When is Georgia Southern basketball going to win their first basketball game? They're 0-11. They just lost to Florida Gulf Coast. Georgia Southern was favored by two and a half. <laughs> An 0-10 team was favored by two and a half and ended up losing. It's going to be one of those seasons for the Eagles in basketball. All right, Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt, your team every day, making our way to South Florida. So I woke up this morning in Tallahassee in the 30s. Can you believe it? And it will be a little bit warmer when we're uh, on the Atlantic coast side come uh, later on today, actually, is, is the case maybe. All right. So the Sun Belt has managed to lose almost each and every way. Um, I technically a last second loss, right? But you could see that one coming. The Cajuns missing a field goal in overtime and uh, Jacksonville State just needing to kick the field goal. Um, not a stunning loss like the Seahawks and the Eagles the other day, right? That was, that was kind of a little bit more stunning with the way that happened. Um, but that was a back and forth football game. All right. So would you rather lose that kind of game? And I thought the Cajuns played well. I did. Other people are, you know, it's FCS, Jacksonville state just moving up. That's a lot of yada, yada, yada. I think they played well. Jacksonville state's tough to defend. Uh, they're a pretty good football team. That'd be, that'd be like poo-pooing JMU. So you can't do that, and I don't think you can poo-poo Jacksonville State. Or you have Georgia Southern who just didn't decide to show up. Right? Now, I've heard people say, I'd just rather get blown out because the losses stay with you. 
Um, oh, also, okay. So you have this competitive football game that's back and forth. You know, you make one or two more plays, you win the ball game, right? You have the Georgia Southern team that didn't show up in the first half, actually got back into it in the second half, didn't quite come all the way back, but had the ball nine minutes, down two scores. And then you have ODU. This one would kill me. This one, th to me, this one hurts exponentially more than the other ones. Because it's not only, it's not like one or two plays. It's like a dozen plays that I could have done differently. And I would have won the game by multiple scores. You can't lose a 28-0 lead. And you can't lose a 35-14 fourth quarter lead. And that's exactly what they did. To me, that loss stays with you totally. All right. You have another one where, you know, Marshall, plethora, too big of a word early in the morning, a plethora of mistakes in the in the second half and no Rasheen Ali. And so the, the mistakes are excuses, I guess. Rasheen Ali would be a reason, but that's a tough reason. All right. But all, all four of these losses are very different to me. Right. You had the, the competitive ball game, which was back and forth. Cajuns led most of the way to be honest with you. And, um, but it was still back and forth. It really wasn't the Cajuns had a chance early on in the game to make it a two score game and then didn't, but it was kind of back and forth all game long. Right. That one was not, you know, Cajuns had a shot to, to end it in regulation a couple of times, but it was a good football game. Right. And someone's got to lose Georgia Southern doesn't show up in the first half. They're down 20, nothing at halftime. That's just, to me, that's embarrassing. That's not being ready to play, right? And I guess I love myself some Clay Helton. I love myself some Davis Brin, but you got to make the change, right? If he's just going to keep on throwing interceptions, he's the best player that gives you a chance to win. That's it. Western Kentucky said no. No, no. Western Kentucky said the kid's just continuing to turn the ball over. We're fumbling. We're throwing interceptions. What's the difference if we lose 56 nothing or, you know, 28 nothing? Just well, we're going to put in a new quarterback, and it worked. So you got to have Plan B. If the first guy's not getting it, you got to go to Plan B. And the first guy has thrown 19 interceptions this year. You, you got to change things up. You got to. What's the difference if I again? What's the difference if I'm losing 20 nothing or 42 to nothing? It doesn't make a difference. So they stick with Davis Brin, and the inevitable outcome is the outcome. Western Kentucky changes things up. And they have a miraculous comeback. And you got to give, you got to give Helton, uh, 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 ironically, um, you know, credit at, uh, at WKU and, and Velcamp for having a career day. I mean, he may not, I don't have any idea how good Caden Velcamp is going to be, but he will forever go down in Western Kentucky history as throwing five touchdowns coming off the bench. And, you know, 40 of 52 for 383 yards. His his shoulder may get iced down like a pitcher after that one. Right? <laughs> uh, and so you give credit to, to WKU. Yeah, we don't care if, if we get blown out. We're already getting blown out. We got to switch it up because doing the same thing is the definition of insanity. And that's kind of what Georgia Southern did compared to WKU. And ODU, I mean, that's just, that's just bad, right? They missed some field goal. They had, they missed a long field goal. Had two field goals blocked. They could not. The ironic part, I don't know if it's ironic, maybe more of a coincidence. It may be either. Um, the Cajuns had issues with the play call. The Cajun fans had issues with play calling. When the Cajuns settled for a field goal on fourth and one, 
inside the 10 where they pass it on second one, they pass it on third and one, and then kick it instead of just running it on second and one or third and one. Because they were running it very well. And in this case, I think Coach Desimo overthought the situation. Just run it and set yourself up. Well, guess what ODU did, right? ODU, um, in overtime, had first and goal at the one. Tried to run it in, couldn't do it. Had second and goal at the one. Tried to run it in, couldn't do it. Had third and goal at the one. Couldn't do it. Then on fourth and one, inside the one, for fourth and inches, they get an illegal procedure. Then they have to kick a field goal. Then it's blocked again. So whereas the Cajun fans wanted them to run, ODU tried to run, and it didn't work. So I guess you give WKU the credit in that case. Uh, But that's a tough loss for Old Dominion. And I think just an overall disappointing I think the official term is yucky season for Marshall. It never seemed to get on track once it got off track. Took a little bit for it to get on track. And then when it got off track, it never came back on. They 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 righted the ship a little bit to go to a bowl game, and that's great. But, again, Frank Harris doesn't play, and you let a backup quarterback who hadn't played much this year beat you. And that has happened time and time again in the bowl games, right? Ohio backup quarterback <laughs> right wku like the fourth string quarterback you know just time and time again and that's to me that's disappointing so far with what the Sun Belt has done we'll see if some of the i black better term better teams uh will do better for the Sun Belt uh moving forward and hopefully we will keep up with all of the games is there a game tonight i think there may be uh now that i gotta make sure so we do a preview for tomorrow when is the next football game because i thought i did this uh no no they're all on saturday so we already did the south alabama ball game we will look ahead to detroit duke and arkansas northern illinois james madison georgia state and coastal carolina and those are all on saturday so we will get those in along with recapping uh along with recapping uh signing day all right so let's take a time out when we come back we'll do a signing day preview where the teams stand now heading into signing day uh some have a lot of recruits some use a transfer portal we will do that next let me tell you about linkedin hey it worked when you're hiring for your small business You want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today is the early signing day and so again we'll just do a quick preview of where they stand um this was last updated it would have been today at 6 15 central time so this really is a preview of where they stand 
before signing day. And this is just the recruiting. This is just the high school kids, all right? Right now, Southern Miss is tops with 20 commits, all right? Uh, so the Fighting Will Halls, despite not having a great season and making some changes on the coaching staff, uh, they lead the conference right now with 20 uh, commits. App State has 19. Uh, Coastal has 18. And they need more. I'm wondering if that rule where, you know, all of the opt-outs and you can sign as many as you want. It used to be you were limited to 25. But because of all the transfers, they don't uh, limit you. All right. Marshall with 15 commits. So Marshall, in this case, is fourth in the conference with 15 commits compared to Georgia Southern, who has 21 commits, and they're fifth in the conference. Arkansas State, with also with 20 commits, they're sixth. Last year, they were the first. They, they were ranked first, I believe, in, um, in recruiting. South Alabama, or I should say Texas State with 14. South Alabama with 16. He usually does a job in the transfer portal, so that's a big deal. Uh, for Kane Womack, James Madison with 12 commits, obviously new coach there. Uh, and he just got there this week uh, or maybe late last week. Uh, Troy with nine commits, also new coach just now. Uh, Old Dominion with 11 commits. Cajuns with only seven. Now, the Cajuns have been doing a job in the transfer portal. They have about 13, 14 new players come in, but they've had some guys who just recently went into the transfer portal. So we'll see where they are. Georgia State with only eight commits and Monroe with seven. So that's not the transfer portal. Let's see if we can work on this team football ranking transfer rankings. I don't. Yeah, because some of these teams are not going to have any. All right. Marshall's got four transfers coming in. And I'm really having an issue with this uh, website lately. It kind of craps out on me. I don't know why. Uh, let's see if we use the other. Uh, let's see if this works here. All right. Uh, Marshall's got four commits in the transfer portal. Southern Miss has four commits. See, the Cajuns, it lists the Cajuns with one, and I'm sure they have more. All right. Uh, Coastal Carolina has one. South Alabama has one. Georgia State, three. Georgia Southern, one. Texas State, four. Arkansas State, four. And I don't think that's quite as updated as it, uh, as it should be. So we'll see who has uh, the big days. It's real. It's not the easiest thing to do uh, on a on a Sun Belt level compared to the you know Power Five guys. And I, I also I'll say this: we need to fix the the football calendar. I'm not smart enough to know how to fix it because there's just too much going on uh, with the coaching changes, with the bowl games, uh, and the problem is uh, with the transfer portal. Uh, the problem is the kids need to be on camp. If they're going to be, if they're going to change schools, they need to be on campus before next year. All right. Uh, do you make an exception for them? Right. They need to be on campus to be, you know, eligible to play in the fall. I guess they don't have to be, but to be eligible to play in spring ball, which is what they really want to be. Uh, they probably have to be enrolled. And sometimes that starts really early January starts you know, a couple of days after new year's. And so you can't wait until after the playoff. So someone's going to have to figure that out all right uh so we'll have to we'll have to figure that out but i'm a big fan of the early signing day me personally uh and especially because i think it helps teams like the sunbelt now it's not foolproof right because the old way you went through the bowl games you recruited and then you know some some you know bigger power five will just use you know 
LSU takes Arkansas's wide receiver. And so Arkansas takes somebody from the Sun Belt, and that's all happening, you know, at the last minute in February. Of course, that still happens today, right? You still see guys decommit and move on to other places. But now these G5 coaches, you know, as of today, have an assemblance of a class, right? You can go into the regular signing day knowing a what you need, right? After you've signed these guys. But you can also sleep at night knowing that, you know, I have my guys, right? It, it's going to happen today that, again, some Alabama is going to take some Arkansas recruit and, you know, Arkansas is going to dip down and maybe take an Arkansas State recruit, okay? But in this case, with the early signing day, um, you you have your guys, right? You're not now, now you're not worrying about, you know, your 25 commits, maybe got to worry about one or two, but now I, I have my commits and now you work the portal and, you know, you have another, I guess, two months before the regular signing day, or maybe, you know, eight, uh, seven weeks before the regular signing day in February. And, uh, and then you can work the portal and you start on next year. Of course, you start on uh, the following class. So I happen to like early signing day. I'm not sure it really works with the football calendar, with everything that's going on. And so someone smarter than me is going to have to figure out how to, how to deal with that. Uh, maybe we just go back to the one signing day and you make exceptions for kids who want to transfer into school in the middle of January. I, I have no idea, but someone's going to have to figure that out. I'd say someone at the NCAA, but I don't think they're any smarter than I am. So <laughs> and that's, that's not a very high bar to cross. Excuse me. That's not a very high bar to cross. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We, again, thank you. For the, the continued support, sorry, this one didn't get up until today. I, I'll tell you, I, I drove all day yesterday, um, and the Marshall game, now I'm on East Coast time. The Marshall game didn't start until 9 East Coast time. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure I would have stayed up at Central time, but what's when did it end? Like 12.30? And then by the time I'm done, so I, I got another long drive today, so I figured I'd just get up in the morning and do it and, and see what happened. Uh, when I woke up. So that's why we're a little bit tardy today, but I do appreciate all the support. We had another good day yesterday. Uh, keep it coming. Don't forget about the audio podcast, wherever you get your audio podcast, search Locked on Sunbelt. Uh, I'm Dave Schultz. We'll talk to you again from South Florida tomorrow. And you've been watching Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day.